Welcome everybody. It's once again time for the Mainland Podcast. This is episode number 383. And I'm your host, Michael Citro, the founder and managing editor of TheMainland.com. That's an independent website covering Orlando City, the Orlando Pride, OCB, and all things soccer-related in the city beautiful. And uh, this is our one show this week because uh, we had uh, we had a week off with the international break. So joining me, as he always does, whether it's a one-show-a-week week or a two-show-a-week week, that's a lot of the word week right there. Sorry about that. David Rowe is with me from Tallahassee. Dave, how you doing? I, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling strong, not weak. Good. Um, good. Yep. Yep. So, um, you know, uh, pain is just uh, weakness leaving the body. Um, and I'm running out of other weak um, references, which is pretty weak. It is. It is. But we'll let it slide because it's uh, almost game day. It is almost game day very happy about that the final regular season game is upon us as the lions head north of the border to visit toronto fc they've got a new coach they've got a big sentimental favorite retiring at the end of this game so there's a lot of uh, storylines for this and uh, we'll get to that a little bit later in the show i want to start out by talking a little bit about the international break and why not start with the Lions who were in that international break? Because, hey, we're here to talk about Orlando City players. And there were several Lions on international duty. We had Abdi Salim, who got to captain his national team, Somalia. That's a, a pretty cool thing for such a young guy. That's a very cool thing. I mean, it's it's one thing to be able to make your team, but to, to wear the armband, uh, that's that's pretty special. So, I mean, good on the young man for that. Congrats to Abdi, and uh, we're, you know, when you see a, a draft pick go and play uh, in MLS Next Pro, not always sure if they're going to make the uh, the Major League Soccer team at some point. Abdi has had some minutes, but I think that he's shown some promise, and uh, I think that he may get a few more looks next year. We'll see. Um, I don't expect him to be all OCB all the time, kind of like Jack Lynn has been the last couple of years uh, with a few minor exceptions, but never know because uh, Dave, let me tell you, Orlando city has three pretty damn good center backs. Oh yes, they do. And we know them well. Yeah. And we're getting a lot of, of buzz, a surprising amount of buzz for Robin Janssen making the best 11 and potentially defender of the year, which is, pretty amazing i mean this is a guy who we've seen him uh we've seen how good he's been but we don't see him on mls team of the match day very often uh, you, you always wonder are the national people taking notice or we're going to just see probably the same guys that always get the votes you you would think so but i mean we know how good he's been as you mentioned and um it's Hopefully there is some buzz and that, you know, makes uh, those national people go, well, let me go back and kind of take a, a look at what he's done this season. And then if they do that, that increases the chances because he has been outstanding this season. Yeah. Johnson's been, this has been his best season in Orlando and that's, uh, it's not like he's had a bad season here. So that's, that's saying something that uh, really has been on his game, especially since league's cup, but uh, mm -hmm. we're digressed a little bit. Abdi Salim captain, his Somalia team, Wilfredo Rivera got to play with Puerto Rico, but Puerto Rico did not fare very well. I think they're already out of world cup competition uh, now. Uh, 
Uruguay did not play Facundo Torres much, so that's it's good and bad. It's bad for Faku. It's good for Orlando City. He gets uh, gets to come back, uh, hopefully healthy, unless he picked up a knock in, in training. Yeah, healthy and rested um, and uh, hopefully hungry since he didn't, you know, get any playing time uh, with Uruguay. He'll he'll want to say he'll want to prove that he should have gotten more play by, you know, scoring goals and stuff. I would be in favor of that. As am I. All right. Pedro Galese and Wilder Cartagena went to play for Peru. Peru had a tough window, Dave, and they are mm. really struggling in World Cup uh, qualifying and Conmebol ball action. They lost twice, both by the same score, 2-0. Uh, I believe the Chile game, they were 0-0 at halftime. But uh, if your team's not going to score goals, it's really hard to win. And when you lose 2-0 and 2-0, your team's not scoring goals. I mean, I don't know what pedro can do unless he could you know throw the ball down the other end into the goal uh i mean it, it has happened upon occasion that a keeper has kicked the ball and it has bounced its way down and into the back of the other goal but that is so incredibly rare that it's doubtful it would happen three times in a match to overcome a two nil deficit yeah unfortunately one of those was to argentina and uh really great video surfacing on the social medias with uh a, a messy fanboy running onto the pitch, getting tackled and dropping his phone. And Pedro Galese picked that sucker up and just hurled it. <laughs> and like, he just launched that thing. Yeah. I mean, look, it's not like they were in the middle of the pitch. It, it, it landed in the grass. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd be willing to bet despite the throw that the phone was probably fine. Um, you know, uh, those, that nice soft plushy grass, and uh, well deserved. Uh, uh, frankly, it you know probably should happen more often with those uh, messy pitch invaders doing the Lord's work. El Polpo doing Indeed. the Lord's work. Uh, I would say this opens up a world of possibilities for Orlando City. Uh, I believe the next time that Inter Miami comes to Orlando, the halftime entertainment should be selecting some folks to go out and have a cell phone throw competition. And whoever gets their cell phone the furthest down the pitch, uh, they win an autographed Pedro Galese goalkeeper jersey. From your mouth to the club's ears on that halftime entertainment, because that is that is spectacular idea, sir. Yeah, I've got some old phones that I will happily donate for this uh, promotion. Uh, yeah. I, will, I will not pay for the jersey. That will have to come from the club. But I've got I've, I've got some old iPhones a couple of generations ago, and I think I still probably have my BlackBerry Storm somewhere. Oh, that's a classic, though. I don't know if you want to give that one up. Yeah. You know, what? I'm only keeping it that one for one reason, and that is because every once in a while, I like to pull it out, charge it up and play word mole, which is a really fun game. And I, I haven't seen it. <laughs> I haven't seen it on my iPhones, but I really like that game. It's fun. <laughs> well, there you have it. Oh, folks. Uh, Ken's Blackberry was a, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a, going back away. I mean, there are still blackberries, I believe, but this was like the first one that was the keypad. Because it had little a little keypad with all the, the letters on it, and uh, so you could, it made e typing easier for you know folks who are used to keyboards instead of texting. Um, it made it texting easier, apparently. But for me, the storm was cool because it was it it was built kind of like an iPhone, and, and like today's smartphones where everything was touchscreen. 
So you you could pull up the keyboard, but it was like not separate. It was on the screen and it was on a touch screen. So I liked it. But anyway, again, digressing majorly. It, uh, as we are wont to do. Yeah. So I think that would be a fantastic uh, promotion. Again, I've got some old iPhones. If you uh, if the club wants to use those for the tossing uh, competition, I figure you know if they they stay behind the, the the midway line and just launch it as far as they can, and then just have a like a tape measure out there and see who gets it the furthest. Or you know we we use the uh, we we get VAR involved and and use their uh, their line technology to see uh, see which one went the furthest. <laughs> And I will even like if if you don't even want to give up the jersey as a prize if you're that cheap, uh, Orlando City, I will personally purchase and send you a uh, one of our Miami sucks T-shirts. There you go. That's that. There's the chef's kiss. Yeah. All right. Uh, Finally, in the uh, by the way, the uh, the poor Peruvians in Conmebol qualifying, Dave. they are not doing well. Ninth place, hmm. uh, just above 10th place, Bolivia. Wow. Uh, yeah, so hopefully they can find some scoring boots because yeah, Peru is one point uh, from their lone draw. They have lost three games. Bolivia is 0-4-0. Not ideal. No, it is not. Poor Pedro. Poor Pedro, indeed. Uh, he should sue his team for non-support. <laughs> I don't know if you can do that, but yeah. Well, you know, it might be yeah. worth a shot. Yeah. All right. Uh, finally, on the international front for Orlando City, the U23s were in action. The United States U23s, a couple of games, and we saw the debut of one Duncan McGuire who got to start in the first game. And Dave, let me tell you, did uh, America, like Orlando, runs on Duncan. He scored a goal in a 4-1 win over Japan in the second game of the window. Oh, and it was such a Duncan goal, too. Um, you know, free kick comes in, just gets that foot out in front of everybody else, pokes it in the back of the net, goes over and does his backflip. Loved every second of it. Watched it on loop for a good 30 minutes. Congratulations to that young man. And by the way, Dave, that is problematic for Orlando city that Duncan is performing well at the U 23 level because next year it's the Olympics right in them smack dab in the middle of the season. And if uh, Duncan is gone for more than a month, that means Orlando city is going to need to go out and get some strikers. So, which we think they should get one anyway, but maybe now they need two. Yeah. Look, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about this more in the off season, but yes, of course we've mentioned numerous times that more strikers is, Something that Orlando City should do is very necessary, but would be even more so if Duncan uh, makes the Olympics, which we we fervently hope he does yeah. for for him. Yeah, it'd be a nice uh, platform for him as to uh, to uh, go on and uh, go on to bigger and better things. And of course, we would love to have Duncan here scoring goals for many many years to come. But if he's deemed ready to join another side over in Europe, like Kyle Laren did like Daryl DK did, then that's what these guys do. I mean, that's, you want to go play at the highest level you can and, and play against the best, best competition level you can. That's uh, just natural. And uh, we are certainly not looking forward to the day that that might happen, but uh, we would like to see a lot more goals from Duncan in between this day and that day. 
because one more goals, better for Orlando city, but two more goals, higher price tag. That too. That's always a, a consideration. So uh, congrats to Duncan on the, on the good run out, the pair of runouts uh, in this window with the U 23s, Dave, the, Major League Soccer Players Association released its second salary dump of the year. They do one at mid midway, right around the midway mark every year, and then they do one at the end of the season. And of course, Orlando City not really buyers this off season. They are in this mid season window. They they actually sold Erchon Cara just after that window, and uh, they did make one purchase buying Junior Urso and bringing him in. And so we found out through this salary revelation that Urso makes $360,000 and that is his salary. That is Dave four times. That's more than four times what Felipe Martins makes. Felipe, uh, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's a, there's a lot of love for the bear. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there, there's that, um, it, you know, Good paycheck for him, um, you know, given the amount that he's had to play. Uh, but you know what? What that's we've said it before. I mean, if if you're uh, if you're good at contract negotiations, or if you've got a good uh, rep that's able to get you the money, well, that's you know, there's there's no shame in that game. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get paid. You're going to get paid. That's cool. Yeah, we talked about it with a lot. Of, a lot of the criticism for Urchon Kara was that he wasn't performing at a level that people thought he should based on his salary, but you're worth whatever you're able to get someone to pay you in my opinion. And and if that doesn't, that I know that rattles a lot of people's cages. It, it, it rubs them the wrong way, but that's just the fact of the matter. It, it's not your money. So don't get mad at the player because he doesn't perform at the level you think he does based on what his paycheck says. Um, you got a lot more production out of some rookies in the past than you probably should have expected. So that's just part and parcel of the game. You go to any sport, any team, there are going to be people who overperform for their contract and people who underperform for their contract. So that shouldn't be your consideration. The consideration should be, is this a player who helps the team more than hurts the team? And, um, you know, for those who were, were complaining about that, well, they sold Urjan, so... You know, got that money back, and I, I believe I'm right in saying they had the the second lowest uh, um, payroll um, in MLS. Yeah, I believe that is the case. Uh, after the sale of Urchak Kara, they finished second in the league with the second lowest uh, salary. Um, pretty good bit of business for Orlando That's City. Good bang for the buck there. Yeah. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. So uh, it turns out Luis Muzi, Ricardo Moreira, Oscar Pereja, they're all good at their jobs. They are good at their jobs. And so I know the next thing in everybody's mind is, why don't we have any contract information on those guys? Yeah. Don't worry. I've written about this. It'll come. Yeah. It's not going to come right away. Wait for the season end. We probably won't hear anything about it until then. But everybody just calm down. Yeah. Right now. Those three hold the cards. The, this is a this is a situation where they already are going to make a nice payday. They have plenty of suitors out there waiting to if they don't re-sign with Orlando that will pay them, uh, and they're going to let this season, this postseason, play out. See how they do because I doubt that they'll have any kind of cut on what they're going to make uh, for a short stay in the playoffs. But if they win the whole darn thing. 
they certainly will get a boost. Yeah. And look, the club is obviously content to allow that to play out also, because mm-hmm. if they weren't, then we would have heard something. We haven't heard anything. So like I said, no threatened yet. Yeah. So, I mean, the, I mean, the, the real concern would be Ricardo Moreira. I think Muzi likes it here. I think Pareja likes it here. I think the Wilfs will pay them to keep them here uh, the appropriate amount of money. And um, we'll see how that goes. Moreira may be ready to take that next step. And certainly he's already been drawing interest from other teams when it comes to maybe landing a GM spot somewhere else. So, you know, at some point you, when player, when people are good in your organization, doesn't matter what, if they're players or whatever position they hold within the organization, if they're good, they're going to be in demand. And if there's no room at the top in your organization, they're going to end up somewhere else. That's just a fact of life. And, and you should want that for them. Yeah. Um, and all, all that means is that the, there is opportunity for somebody else to, to fill that role and hopefully do as good or better of a job. Yeah. I mean, uh, go out and get the next Ricardo Moreira, go find the next one. I mean, anybody who is, uh, out there, who's a, you know, a scouting director or a prospective scouting director, um, would love to work for Louis Muzi, I would think. I would think so. And we say all that while also acknowledging that we would like him to stay. Yes, we would. We're very selfish people. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, that's, that's, it's not our money. Right. Yeah. Pay the man. Yeah. Pay him. All right. Uh, Dave, anything else you want to talk about before we move on? We've got, uh, of course, our key matchups and score predictions for Toronto FC on Saturday. Uh, decision day in MLS. We've got the mailbag box to get to. Um, I mean, I guess we could talk a little bit about um, Messi making $20 million a year, but that's just his salary. He obviously gets uh, everything else that he wants, uh, including he probably ends up owning Apple TV and Adidas. Uh, so, you know, it's way more than $20 million. My my only question in all of that, because I, I get the Apple TV part, I get the ideas part. My only question in all of that is how much is Orlando City paying him? Yeah, well, I don't know. But what I do know is that I don't think he's been good for the league and his team didn't make the playoffs. No, they didn't. And the, the articles that you saw, some by people we respect, you know, saying that it's bad that Miami and Messi didn't make the playoffs. It's like, well, then they should have done better and, or he should have played, which he didn't do down the stretch. And then maybe they would have. So you don't just give it. You don't just put them in the playoffs just because it's messy. It's it's the, the, some of the conversations surrounding him in regards to MLS have been utterly ridiculous since he got here. Yeah. I mean, you, if you have a thing called the playoffs and the top teams make those playoffs and this wasn't one of the top teams, it doesn't matter who they signed in the middle of the season. They didn't qualify. If you don't, you devalue the playoffs by putting a team in that didn't qualify. It doesn't matter if, if does it really define anything? If Messi doesn't win another trophy this year, like this particular year. No, but it's, it's, and I've said it before. It's money. It's money, 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 money. Messi draws the eyeballs, right or wrong, uh, ill or good. He draws the eyeballs. And so the people who are making the money want him in because then they make more money. It's short-sighted because he's he's going to be around. He was around part of this year. He'll be around part of next year. 
uh, maybe all of next year, and then he's going to be gone. And what do you do then? So uh, this is a, it's a, it's pyrite. It's fool's gold. It's, you know, some, some people are going to make some money off of it and then he'll be gone Inter Miami with their ridiculous season ticket prices for next season are going to try and maximize what they can get out of them and then, and fleece whoever they can and actually box out maybe some of the people who are legit and there's not a lot of them, but there are some legit inter Miami supporters. They're going to box them out with the pricing. They're going to bring in a bunch of people who don't care that just have enough money to be able to say that they have those tickets probably won't show up. Uh, I don't think attendance will be consistent. Um, And then that'll go away. And then what happens? Do they reduce the ticket prices? Probably going to have to. So it's like I say, it's there's so it's so ridiculous. And I, I really despise all of it. Yeah, I'm tired of it. And it's not even it's not even good to watch. Like even the the messy fans that have like gotten into it with us on online aren't even inter Miami fans. They've admitted to it. Yeah. They've talked about MLS being crap and the only thing good about MLS is messy and this and that. And I'm like, I really if you're not a soccer fan, what are you even doing? What are you even doing in my mentions? Because I don't even have any considerations other than the soccer. And and the fact is that even at his age, Messi's too good for this league. So it's like, have you ever seen the commercial where uh, I don't even remember what the product is, but uh, they're talking about how easy something is or easy a choice is. And they're like, uh, it's like this rec league baseball team. And they're like, Derek, go get us so, some runs. And it's Derek Jeter. That's what it's like. It's like, he's not even playing against the kind of competition that, that excites you when he does something special. It's like he should tear up this league. He should. And, uh, and the fact that they're, they're bending, breaking, rewriting all the rules to make it so that he's here just for the headlines, just for the money, just for all that. It's in that respect, it's bad for MLS. Um, it's good for inner Miami. It's bad for every other club. Um, Cause as we've seen, he doesn't always show up. So the argument was, oh, well, your ticket price, you're, you're going to have more ticket sales when he comes. Okay, great. That's one, maybe two matches a season. And there was no guarantee, including the match against Orlando City, that he shows up. And, uh, you know, it's been a little while since I wrote it for our uh, subscriber uh, newsletter. So I'm going to share, I'll share it here and, and you'll get an idea of, of kind of what you're missing by not being a subscriber. I wrote about this a little bit because I took my stepdaughter down there and the the way I ended that little piece was he might be the goat, but to me, he's just a guy who disappointed someone I love. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's, I think that's ultimately going to be his stamp on MLS. And I legitimately think that he probably does have issues with his scar tissue that, you know, bothers him and flares up from time to time at, he's not a young man. He's put a lot of miles on those legs. Um, no, but he can but, come sit in the stands and watch true. his club. That's true. He could do that, but he, you know, <laughs> it, it's a circus. We've already talked about this. I'm going to move on though, because I don't want to, I don't want to get wound up any more than we already are. And, uh, we've got a little more to cover. So why don't we get to our, uh, future topics right after this? And Dave, we are back and uh, no guest this week. 
want to keep it light. want to keep it short. Uh, this game on Saturday doesn't really affect Orlando City in the least uh, as long as everybody gets through it healthy. So uh, win or lose, it doesn't matter. You'd like to win it and finish with a you know, few more points, another road win, and um, you know, feeling uh, going to the postseason on a good note. So that's, that's kind of the hope. So we'll get to our Toronto preview in a, in a moment. But uh, before we do that, what do you say we look in the mailbag box? Oh, Michael, I love the mailbag box. Let's do it. All right. Well, since you said that, we will. Otherwise, I would have just shut things down. And ended the podcast because and what's gone the point on going on, <laughs> yeah, and and most likely gone on to your 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 next uh, career, which is lazy river reviewer. Yeah, I would like to be the guy who rates and reviews all the lazy rivers, all the best lazy rivers in the world. And if if you want a little bit more in depth on where that came from, go listen to Scoperp because we got into it a little bit more over there. I'm not going to tell you why. Go listen. <laughs> Scoperp soccer. That's definitely uh, somewhere you should be for or, our Orlando Pride coverage. All right, Dave, let's look in the uh, in the mailbox. The, there's a couple of ways that folks can ask us anything. If you're new to the show, it doesn't have to be about soccer or Orlando City. It could be about any topic, any topic whatsoever. You can ask us about, I don't know, um, ancient civilizations. You can ask us about the... Um, you know, atomic numbers of various elements. I mean, anything you can ask us about anything and we will give you the best and most accurate answer that we're capable of giving on any given topic. Yeah. I mean, if you want to know um, what, you know, shoes we think are the best types of shoes, yeah. ask it, we'll do it. Yeah. Whatever's on your mind, ask away is, is kind of what we're getting at here. And there's a few ways you can ask us anything. One is to go to your email uh, application, whatever you use, whether it's Gmail or AOL or whatever you kids are using these days, CompuServe, and, and email us at themainland at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at themainland. And uh, make sure you add us and use the hashtag AskTMLPC so we can find your, uh, your question in all of our many, many at mentions. Uh, and then, uh, of course you could go to the mainland.com, click on the mainland podcast page and fill out the form there. So there's a few ways that you can ask us anything. And I'm going to start off in the Gmail, Dave. Already. Uh, we have got a question from Andrew DeSalvo. Excellent friend of the pod, Andrew DeSalvo. What's he have to say? He says, I love the mailbag box. And he is correct. Yes. Uh, he says, hi, mainland team. When a player leaves Orlando City for another team, whether in MLS or in other leagues around the world, do you closely follow their careers and keep up with how they are doing? Or are they dead to you? Because how dare they continue to play soccer after leaving Orlando City? <laughs> um, I, I, I'll usually keep an eye. How close of an eye depends on, you know, who they were, where they went and what they're doing. Um, I, I don't know that anybody's necessarily dead to me even if they go to you know even let's say they get went to miami or atlanta they're not dead to me because i'm then going to be actively watching them and hoping that they don't succeed at those places mm -hmm. um but they're they're certainly not dead to me if they go someplace that either i don't care about or or maybe they go to a, a club in europe that i i i follow or or uh like and respect 
you know, I mean, you know, we keep an eye on Daryl DK and we even post stuff on the mainland uh, in Lion Links about him and same with uh, Kyle Aaron and, you know, some of the others. So it's, you know, it depends on, it depends on how much news there is about them. I mean, if they go someplace really obscure and they're playing in a second division in, you know, the Netherlands, we might not be able to hear about what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, I think you hit all the major points uh, that I was going to talk about. Uh, like, I know it's much harder to get information on Joao Moutinho since Spezia got relegated yeah. to the Italian second division. Um, it, it depends on the player for me. I will certainly look up to see how Kyle Aaron's doing. Daryl DK's doing. Um, I used to, I tried to keep up with Urso when he was uh, gone. Uh, but then for other players, not as much, you know, I don't really, I don't really look too much at what Sao Paulo is doing to see what Sebas Mendez is doing. For example, it's not, yeah. they don't care about him, but I will try to look up, you know, is see if is Benji returned from his injury yet, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but it really depends on the player. Um, he, uh, Andrew also asked if you, if you do stay up with their careers, which players have been the most successful after moving on? I, it's, Gotta be Kyle Aaron. Gotta be Kyle Aaron. He's in La Liga right now, man. And he's been in Champions League matches. Uh, he's scored a ton of goals. Uh, he's probably been the most successful ex-Orlando City player. And partly not necessarily his fault, but um, partly because Daryl DK keeps getting sidetracked with injuries. Yeah. Yeah. If it wasn't for the injuries, I think DK would be... Um, he might be that number one uh, guy for me, but you know, Laren's also doing it at the international level with Canada. And so, yeah, he's, he's had an excellent, excellent career. And um, you know, we've talked many times. I certainly don't begrudge him. The thing that's frustrating is Daryl getting hurt. Like I want him to succeed because yeah. if he succeeds, then he gets international call-ups for the U S and then maybe he's helping the U S score goals. And that's still good for me. Yeah. And the other thing too, is that, Orlando retained a sell-on fee uh, portion, so if he does really well and a bigger club wants to buy him from West Brom, that money. money comes to Orlando City. Yeah, yeah, Part of absolutely. Yeah, so it's um, you know, I think we I think we covered it pretty good. I think we have. Thank you, Andrew DeSalvo, for the question. Uh, we have a question from our form submission from the website from Matthew Waldschmidt, friend of the pod, obviously. Obviously. Uh, Matthew says the the mainland membership newsletter is one of my new favorite things. Well, thank you, Matthew. That's very nice for you to say. We enjoy putting it together for you. He says, I get so excited every Monday when it pops into my inbox. What is something new that you've experienced recently and is now your favorite? Oh, um, man, that's, uh, that's good. I, I, it, it's not exactly new, but it's kind of new in that we installed a deck um, earlier this year, but it was so stinking hot. I can never use it, but the weather the last week or so has been glorious up here in Tallahassee. And so I've been going out and eating breakfast. I've got a table out there. I'll go out and enjoy the weather and, and eat breakfast on my deck. So that's that's been, I've thoroughly enjoyed that. That's certainly one of my favorites right now. Uh, something I've recently experienced is um, that I, I think is my favorite is um, my favorite MLS team finished in the top two in the league. Uh, that's new. That's new, and I it's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I can be on board with that. Um, and I, I've also, you know, 
to tie in the whole deck thing. I've been watching soccer. I've got a I've got a big screen out on the the screen in porch, and uh, you know I'm looking through the screen, but I'm still sitting on the deck watching soccer. And depending on the time of day, either eating breakfast or having a beer, and it's mm-hmm. it's it's been that's been nice. So I'm you know kind of bringing everything together there. Yeah, I will also say that I've uh, discovered with just in the last few months, I've started eating at a new lunch place. I've added a new lunch place into my rotation uh, that I had never tried before, and uh, I like it a lot. I, it's like now it's one of the my go to places. Uh, it is uh, so fresh, which is not a sponsor of this program, but we are willing to listen and discuss it. Absolutely. So I don't know if you've eaten there before, but uh, I enjoy it. It's very healthy um, and um, very filling and uh, they're very fast as well. So I've, I've enjoyed my uh, forays to, to so fresh at lunchtime. Never heard of it, but I live in a smaller town than you do. So yeah, I, they're, they probably have one up there somewhere, but maybe just not around where you work or something. Mm, that's true. All right. Uh, thank you for the questions, Matthew Waldschmidt. Uh, we have uh, one more in the mailbox, uh, the Gmail box, that is. It came in last week, but a little too late for our show. From friend of the pod, Samuel Atkinson. Uh, he says, I know this week is already posted, so I guess for next week. Uh, with Luis Muzi, uh, Ricardo Moreira, and Poppy out of contract, what kind of odds would you give that we keep them all lose one or lose two and if we lose any who do you think we lose um i would say i mean i don't know if i'm gonna come up with an exact number um the i I think best odds we keep all three i think the the club will try and you know keep the band together um it's second you know as far as percentage wise losing one um and if we do, we kind of already mentioned it. It'll be Ricardo Moreira who will go on to, you know, get a, a GM position or something like that. And then, um, you know, below that, losing two or three, which I, I don't anticipate happening. The this this group has done more than enough to earn um, more money to keep things going in the right direction. Yeah, I'll say. I will say the percentages uh, of losing these guys, I would put like Oscar and Luis Muzi 20, 25%. I mean, it really kind of comes down to does somebody throw some big numbers at them uh, that the club won't match. Uh, and that will probably mean a different league. But um, so I would, I wouldn't put any more than 25%. I would, I would put Morera higher. I would say he's the most likely. And I'll put that at about 30 to 40% uh, again, because he has room to move up and rise up the ranks and be the man somewhere else. And I think he's shown that he's probably ready to do that. So it really just comes down to what will Orlando pay him to remain in that role that he's in now. And will he take that to stay here? Yeah. And I I'd like to add in here um, because we would have gotten it to, to it anyway in the twitters uh roberto monzo asked a very similar question and saying this is uh so he was referring to um uh tom bogart's uh you know reporting that dc united asked permission to interview ricardo Moreira for their gm position and were denied by orlando city and he said this is now the second time that they've been denied i believe the wolf's plan on keeping this group together just shows how great club correction is going any news from inside the club no 
<laughs> no, because that would we're not inside the club. <laughs> we're not inside the club. Uh, nobody from inside the club has told us anything in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, my statements earlier in the podcast are just you know kind of what I believe um, is going to happen based on their production, their uh, the job they've done, and also, and I I agree with Roberto there that the I think that they'll want to they'll want to keep that group together, you know. I believe that both the Wilson and Jared Dillon, you know, are, are liking what's happening. And so that's, but that's just my opinion, man. Yeah. I would say the odds of losing one, about 20 to 30%, the odds of losing two, maybe 15, 10 to 15%. And then the odds of losing all three is 5%. Maybe. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not very high. Um, and, and, you know, the fact that we haven't heard any news from inside the club is one of the reasons why we think those percentages are low, because if, you know, they were going to be moving on, we would have probably heard more scuttlebutt and rumors and all kinds of other stuff. And the good thing is that you're not hearing things. You're not hearing, you know, somebody leak something from right. Venezuela that Oscar Prey has going there to, you know, to coach or something, you know, uh, yeah. there's, there's ways that things get out around the world so you're not hearing that uh nobody's made a big deal out of this except the fans um even the media hasn't really made a big deal out of this it's it's kind of just been let's just get on with business concentrate on the task at hand and lo and behold that's led to a second place finish in the entire damn league it has indeed and it's you know that what you just said is not quite word for word but certainly sent in sentiment exactly what oscar Perea said when asked about it mm-hmm. he's like you know we'll we'll deal with that down the road right now we're concentrating on winning games yeah so uh that's uh that's all i have from the uh gmail account dave uh, is there anything else in the twitter Nothing else in the Twitter, uh, but thank you to uh, Roberto and everybody else who put in questions this week. We very much appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, Enjoy your questions as always. Uh, It's always great to hear from you. I will say this too, when it comes to these types of rumors, we get this all the time. People hit us up on Twitter all the time and say, hey, any news on such and such an injury? As if we would keep it quiet. If we knew something, uh, we are a website. We, we do like people reading that website. If we have news, we will always report it. And here's the dirty little secret. If we have something that we can't report because of maybe this, the, the sources, we, maybe we don't get a second source on the story, or, um, maybe we're not given permission by that source to like say it publicly. We can say it privately and where we would say that privately would be to our members from our buy me a coffee. Uh, we have a buy me a coffee, uh, subscription service. You can help support this independent podcast, the independent website, the mainland.com, uh, for, uh, you know, not very much money. And there are three levels of support. So go to buymeacoffee.com slash the mainland. And, uh, you can check out the three levels of support, see if one works out for you and within your budget. If you'd like to support us, you're going to get a newsletter every Monday. That's exclusive content. You're not going to get it anywhere else. And I sometimes post little tidbits there. Uh, there were some Kara stuff. Uh, there were some Kara stuff going on that I was reporting on, um, a little earlier in the year. And that was actually just a, a week or so before he was sold. But, uh, at the, at that time, there wasn't a bona fide offer for him. So 
Um, you know, the, the, all the speculation was he wasn't playing because, uh, you know, he was about to be sold. But that actually wasn't the case at that time. And uh, I had a little bit of background on that. So I, I put it in there. There isn't anything, I promise you, this isn't like a stunt to have you go over there to see if there's anything going on with Pereja, Muzi, Marrera. I will tell you now, there's nothing on there uh, about those three uh, individuals. So, but uh, like I said, if we do get information that we can't print on the site, we can still tell our subscribers. Yeah, uh, just one of many reasons to go ahead and, and you know, be a su- subscriber. I mean, there's, uh, g- give it a shot. I mean, look, you know, we're, we're heading into the playoffs. Try it for a month. See what it's like. Yeah. You really might enjoy it. Plus, you know, in the off season, um, the content on the website's not, you know, quite as, uh, it doesn't happen as much. So if you, if you want a little bit more being a subscriber, that's where you're going to be able to get it. Yeah. And I will say this too, Dave, I, I don't know if people have noticed this, but since we went independent, Orlando city has had its best finish ever. OCB has made the playoffs and an, an Orlando pride team that frankly, nobody thought was any good finished tied for fifth, even though they didn't make the playoffs. So I'm not saying that the success of the club has had anything to do with our going independent, but I'm not, not saying it. I'm not, not saying it also. So if you want to keep the success of the team going, uh, I mean, the superstitious types out there should be supporting our independent endeavors here. And even if you're not superstitious, maybe you're just a little stitious. It's still a good idea. Yes. And we will be here all week with the dad jokes for you. Every week. (laughs) And usually the same ones. Again and again. (laughs) All right, uh, that is it for the mailbag box then. Uh, Thanks to everybody who sent in uh, questions. We appreciate it. If you want to get your questions in for next week, and I believe it will be a two-show week next week, we have to see what the the playoff schedule looks like. Um, Give us a shout. You can email us at themainland at gmail.com. You can hit us up at themainland on Twitter and use the hashtag AskTMLPC, or you can go to themainland.com and click on the Mainland Podcast page and fill out the form. And in all of those instances, you really need to spell the word main, M-A-N-E, like a lion's mane, not M-A-I-N. Uh, trust me, the, it's much easier to find us that way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. All right, Dave. Another thing we love when our uh, our listeners do is to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts, because if you do that, more people will find us when they do searches. We are uh, we will move up in the algorithm with any and all interactions. So if you rate us, even if you don't rate us very highly, any rating and review will help us. And it takes you very little time, costs you nothing. And uh, it's just consider it your good deed for the day. You're paying it forward. Yeah, I mean, you, you want to do that. Um, you're good people. We know that. Yeah. Just, just a little way you can show it. Give us a little love. And, uh, you know, if you happen to write a review for a five-star rating on Apple podcasts, it's easy for us to find. So, you know, what we'll do in that case is we will read it on the show. We love doing that. Yes. Unfortunately, we have not had a new one, uh, since September 28th from Farford Nugan. Still one of the best screen names of anybody who's left us a five-star rating and review. Uh, but we know that heading into the playoffs, you're not going to want to leave us hanging. You're going to want to give us a five-star rating and review. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, look, 
any it could be anything that helps this team advance in the playoffs. You don't know. It could good, be your review that does it. Good karma is uh is a good thing to have around the club. Putting stuff out into the universe. That's all we're saying. Yeah. All right, Dave. Uh let us turn our attention to our last order of business, which is of course Saturday night, decision day, Orlando City, Toronto FC. This is going to be a, you know, it's Toronto has been the worst team in the league all year, but I'm not expecting the same Toronto team to come out on Saturday night. They want to end their season on a, on a high note for a couple of reasons. John Herdman's first game in charge, the former Canadian national team uh, head coach is now the Toronto FC head coach. And Michael Bradley this past week has announced this is his last season. He is retiring from professional soccer. Uh, he is their captain. He is their talisman. He's been there a while. He is a beloved figure in Toronto and among his teammates, and they are going to want to send him off on a high note. They are not going to want to let him down. And, uh, you know, that's a pretty powerful, motivating uh, force. So not only do you get the new coach bump, you get the uh, feel-good story of uh, sending out Michael Bradley uh, with a win in his final game. It's... Uh, it is a great equalizer. And also Toronto is a place where Orlando city has historically not done well. They've won a couple of times uh, on the road recent years, but um, not a, a place where a lot of success has been had by the lions. So uh, with all of that swirling around in the background, this is not a good, as I mentioned, not a good Toronto team. They don't score a lot of goals. They concede a lot of goals, really bad combination in soccer. Uh, and that is why they find themselves at the bottom of the Eastern Conference standings. Uh, but that said, you've got a game to play. So Dave, what's your key matchup and score prediction for Saturday? Um, so leading into my key matchup, this is, you, you mentioned it, they don't score a lot of goals and they allow a, goal, a lot of goals. The extent of that is they've scored 26 goals and allowed 57 free, negative 31 goal differential. That is massive. Um, this is a team that struggles to score. Yes, you've got those feel-good things and the new coach, and you'll get the coach's bump, and, and, and they'll probably do a little bit better than maybe they have been, um, which is why my – well, there were three keys to victory that you can read on the website, but my main one for the podcast is going to be score, score early, score often. Um, you got to take the crowd out of it. you got to take the belief out of Toronto um, and – also, you're likely to see some um, uh, subs earlier substitutions for Orlando City, as they'll want to get you know make sure guys are getting rested for the playoffs while also getting some other players some playing time heading into the playoffs. And so, if they can they can get out there and Torres or Duncan or Angulo or whoever can get in there and, and get that that early goal, which is not something Orlando does all the time, but if they can manage to do that, take the uh, take the crowd out, take the Toronto players out of it, then I think that that's the best chance for victory. Okay. Uh, you got a score prediction. I'm going to go 2-1 uh, win for the Lions on the road uh, in the Great White North. They, uh, they finished the season on a high note with a, uh, a record number of uh, wins and a record number of uh, points. All right. Uh, I am going to say my key matchup for this game is Orlando City versus sentiment. Mm. Uh, and that sentiment is not only the new coach bump, but it's also the uh, the teammates playing hard for Michael Bradley sent to try to send him out a winner. That can be a powerful thing. 
uh, a, a season like this uh, when Orlando doesn't really have any stake in the game, it really kind of makes things difficult. Every player that goes up there will tell you that they want to win the game and want to go into the playoffs on the high note. But at the same time, they're human beings. And in the back of their mind, they're like, we don't gain anything from a win here. We don't really lose anything for a loss here. So the stakes aren't the same for Orlando as they are for Toronto. So Toronto has more to play for, in other words, than um, than does Orlando. And and some of that is just fear. I mean, fear is a powerful motivator, as they say. And uh, those Toronto guys that are kind of maybe on the on the potential chopping block under a new coach, they're going to want to impress that new coach. So I think there's going to be a lot of emotion on the home team side, and. As a result, I'm going to predict a 1-1 draw in this game. Tadoki. A uh, good bit of news there. As the last uh, match, I predicted a 2-1 win, and you predicted a draw, and Orlando City won. So let's hope that that keeps going. That would be great. Now, on an, any other night, I think Orlando does what they did on July 4th and just blows this team off the field. Yeah. But because I, and I was a little bothered by... Michael Bradley's uh, announcement just because of that. It's like, why couldn't he have just done this, you know, any other year where they weren't right. playing Orlando at home in the final game. But um, yeah, the crowd will be loud. They'll be trying to get a win. And um, uh, to all four of Toronto's victories this year and six of their 10 draws have been at home. And for those of you who are, you know, U.S. fans and, and you you know Bradley, but you haven't been watching Toronto, um, don't look to the midfield. He's actually been playing uh, in the in the back line uh, for Toronto more recently. So you're you're going to want to let your eyes drift to the back line when you're looking for him. It'll be interesting to see where he plays under Herdman for this last game. That's true. So I'll I'll be interested to to see how that goes, but. Um... Not that I, again, I just feel like the emotional aspect of it is going to be on Toronto's side and Orlando knows, uh, Orlando players know they don't need to win this game, uh, that it doesn't affect them at all, win or loss. Uh, but uh, it would be nice to go in with that winning feeling. Um, and uh, hopefully they'll do that. Hopefully we don't, I don't predict draws because they want that to happen. We, I never predict a loss because I want it to happen. I just, I'm just going with a gut feeling and uh, and trying to think of the circumstances of both teams. I, I agree, and that's that's why I have. I mean, I don't think that uh, I don't think they've scored a. They've only scored like two goals in the last six matches or something like that. You know, Toronto has so uh, things haven't been good, and um, so they don't score a lot. But that's why I actually I have them scoring a goal. Um, I, my feeling is Orlando goes up a goal, Toronto ties it, Orlando gets their second goal and then sees the, sees the match out. It's just, and we, we haven't been able to say this. I think just the, the, the quality difference, honestly, in, in the play, uh, and some of the playmakers for Orlando is that much higher than Toronto that, you know, it's assuming that we have, you know, normal starters, you know, minus maybe one or two. I don't think they're going to want to do anything differently. Oscar's not going to try and let them do anything differently and and the result will come. Yeah, but I will say this, if you if you look at what Toronto has done at home, yeah, they've they've only scored two goals in their last what one, two, three, four, five games. Two goals in their last five games. But those two goals were in their only home game in that stretch. And it was against FC Cincinnati, oh by the way, the Shield winners. So in a 3-2 loss that uh 
that Toronto actually um, had a, a chance at. I mean, they had a real, real chance. They came, came back uh, to take that, uh, to tie the game right before the half. And then uh, Bupenza scored for Cincinnati in the 72nd minute. So they, they got pretty far against a good Cincinnati team at home. The game before that they scored at home, lost two one to Vancouver, a good Vancouver team, a team that I think a lot of people don't even realize how good they are. Vancouver has been surprising uh, this year and, they don't get a lot of publicity, and uh, so they're just quietly doing well over there in the West. And then the game before that at home, Toronto beat up on Philadelphia. One, they beat them 3-1. So at home, Toronto's a little bit different, and um, they've scored uh, two goals or more at home in three of their last four home games, Dave. Yeah, and at least two, because you didn't tell me what the other fourth one was, they lost. Yeah, they... Uh, they lost. Um, I lost. I closed my tab. No, I didn't say it is. Uh, so yeah, they at home. They lost three two to Cincinnati. They lost two to one to Vancouver. They beat Philly three one. And the game before that, they lost three two to Montreal. So yes, scoring goals, but still not getting the result. So right. I don't know. It's it's mixed but, results uh, there for but, them. Uh, but you you're playing. Uh, those are all playoff teams. They are, and, and as is Orlando. So it's uh, look. I, I predicted a close game. I mean, a, a two-one right. win is. It's not like I, you know, predict them to go out there and blow them out like they did on July Fourth. So this is true. So I, I'm just going on the fact that they've been close against good teams. They've beaten one of them, uh, and that was before they got the new co- coach bump. Before they uh, were trying to send out their captain on a high note. So um, maybe it makes no difference. Maybe Orlando goes up there and wins by four, but that's I'm, I'm predicting one, one based on all of those factors. Well, and we all know how good we are at predicting. So that's true. But I predict Dave, that this show is now at an end. Well, you got that one, right? Michael, <laughs> there's nothing left for us to talk about until we come back next week. We will be back uh, early next week. We will talk about Orlando city's, uh, result against uh, Toronto. However it goes, we'll break down that game. Uh, We'll see if we maybe have a guest, but we'll also be looking forward to the playoffs. We will by then know Orlando City's playoff opponent. We'll have a firm, confirmed, official date and time. And uh, I'm really looking forward to this. Oh, man. I'm very excited about this. Uh, We've been excited about this team for a while now and, and, you know, finishing second. Whew. Uh, having that home field, uh, advantage in that first round, all good things. Yeah. I mean, I just want this team to do so well because they would be at home throughout the playoffs with the exception of if they meet Cincinnati in the conference final. And if Cincinnati slips up, David could be like the U S open cup where they just play all their games at home, which is great for all of us. Cause it's easier to come watch them. Exactly. All right, uh, that'll do it for episode 383. Uh, I believe that was the number that we agreed upon. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, 383 is what we said. Um, You can follow Dave on Twitter at Mainland Dave. You can follow me at Mainland Michael, and you can follow the Mainland on Twitter at the Mainland. You can like us on Facebook, read our stuff at themainland.com. You can rate, review, subscribe to this podcast, download it. Go check out Scoperp Soccer if you're a Pride fan. We'd love to have more Pride fans over there uh, listening to that show. So uh, check that out as well. And you can follow Scoperp Soccer 
on Twitter at Scoperp Soccer. Yeah, do it. All those things. So on behalf of my co-host, David Rowe, we're going to sign off this episode the way we always do by saying, Go City!